on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, for lifelong Saints fans, talking everything Southampton. Welcome to the Saints Prime Podcast. Hello, um, welcome to the post-match um, talk about the uh, Newcastle defeat. It's quarter to five at the moment, just to kind of get an insight into where we are at the moment. Um, we're going to have a quick look through uh, the highlights because some of us just listened to it. So we'll kind of give our our opinions as we go across. But any kind of immediate reactions to the, the loss? Obviously, it's disappointing, something we've seen previously. Getting a getting a, a head early and then um, conceding later on. Uh, we do have some reaction as well from the uh, from our Instagram, um, so I'll read a couple of those out. But yeah, guys, do you want to go quickly through just immediate thoughts that you you had? Classic Saints not pouncing on the chance they had in the first half. Could have finished. We could have easily finished off the game and had yeah. to sit back in the second half. But unfortunately, that wasn't the case today. Mm. And Newcastle got lucky off a few chances they did have. Mm. Disappointing. Go on, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say lucky. Like, it would be lucky if this was a one-off. The problem is that we always seem to dominate games, do really well, go one and up and then lose 2-1 or draw 2-2. Mm. So I would say it would be luck if it was a one-off, but the amount of times it's happened, I've just got used to it by now, to be fair. It's unlucky you know, in, in some senses, but you know we should have put those chances away. And this is just this is basically a repeat of the Arsenal one, but we actually lost. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a common theme we've seen this season. And I thought the last couple of results... With, could have caused a change, you know, like a slight. It seemed like there was a slight change in mentality there, and the fact that, um, you know, Norwich was. We went ahead by two, which we haven't previously seen. So we went for the next goal. Um, uh, in the uh, Watford game, we actually went down, but we showed a bit of passion at heart at home to get two back and see out the game. So into this one, I was thinking we might see something out of the run of the mill. Now they've got, you know, we've got four at the back. We're playing more attacking wise. Hopefully, we can try and see. Um, see something a little bit different and uh, yeah it's disappointing to see that we've gone back into those ways it's but the thing is it's different it's not it's not the same sort of defeats as it was before it's not like we were scoring and then straight away dropping back after 20 minutes and to try and defend a lead for 70 minutes of the game we were we still attacked we still pushed for a second goal and then when we went to 1-1 we still went forwards yeah. Like the fact that we've been—it's the same. It feels like the same defeat, but it's not because yeah. the they still push forward, they still pressed, we still created chances. And on another day, Bertrand would head one in, Redmond would finish a one-on-one. Like it's 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 tough because we've lost, and it feels it it feels rubbish that we've lost. Yeah. Like again, having taken the league and gone two behind, but it's a different loss to the ones before. I, I don't want people going, oh, we're going back into the same routine because we haven't dropped back for like the last... We haven't put another centre-back on. We haven't tried to defend the lead. We've still gone for it. That's true. So, but it's... it's And I think the common theme, the major common theme for me is the fact that it's it's those panic stations we have. It, it, I mean, I was talking on the group chat previously how about 80 minutes in, I wasn't confident we would see it out. It's just that... that I, underlying confidence issues in us seeing a game out you know you've got to say yeah, in all those games you. sorry that's that's your confidence in the team it's not the confidence What's... of the team out there on the pitch really do you think yeah. that that team were confident that they would see out the game yeah probably because they've seen out the last two games 
So why well, shouldn't they be confident about seeing out? I, I, I agree there'd be an increased um, confidence there, but I still don't think they're fully confident in themselves to fully see out a game because we saw that today mistakes were made. You know, um, Tiz, what was your thoughts? Do you reckon they're confident seeing the game out or not? The problem is we're, we're away from home against a team that we don't normally do that well against. And my thinking behind what Ollie said is that we were in the leads and even at 2-1, we'd, we were still in the lead. Whereas at one all, you get you still get a bit nervy because then you don't go from three points from, to one point. You go from one point to zero points. And the other team that you're going to battle against for relegation go from one to three. So it's a, it's a different... It is, it's a similar scenario, but it's not it's not a completely different one. I'm... To be, if I if I knew that it was two one because I'd had to switch off the stream and go for shop go for my shopping, so I didn't know. But I would be I've probably right. been in the same boat as Ollie in the fact that I would have been a bit nervous. I'm not saying the players were, but I think quite a lot of the fans would be. But it's it, what I'm hoping now is that we don't just revert back to the five back. You know, it was it was still a positive performance. So hopefully against West Ham, especially because it's at home, we stick with the four two two two, get. And, and just make the appropriate changes that we yeah. address more for the West Ham preview episode. And I, I think episode. a slight positive that we can take, which you know it's nice to focus on them, is the fact that, like Mikey correctly said, we didn't hold, you know, we didn't uh, stop our attack in play, and that we were still trying to find the winner. Although it did, you know, it didn't come off. We did try and find the winner, and we were trying to actually uh, go out there and just be positive and that four at the back and not bringing on an extra centre-back, it still allowed us to do that. And in the same respects, we kind of saw the same result. But if it, if it means we we saw that happen today and we saw it happen at five at the back, then there's no real positives of five at the back and playing defensive. You might as well go attacking and take more chances of us killing off the game rather than, uh, you know, if if the if the defense, defensive frailties are going to persist through, then let's, let's go attacking and let's... Uh, Let's try and kill the games off while we can. So yeah. their, fir- their first goal was poor. not poor from us, but shall we get in an almost free header in the box? Isn't a great mm. situation. But the second goal that we conceded, I wouldn't really say that's a defensive error. I'd say it's just a long shot that's that's hit the target. Sadly, McCarthy hasn't been able to either keep it in his grasp or parry it out for a corner. And then mm. they're just the quickest to react. And it was Federico Fernandez the finishing. If we weren't, yeah. we weren't defensively undone. We just weren't sharp. Which could it's still it is still our own fault but it's not like we've been unpicked in the last second we still had I, I a strong defensive first goal uh shelby having a free header that was redmond's fault uh redmond, he didn't track him he redmond had him on the edge of the box and he continued to have him and then he just let him go yeah. and let shelby have a free run at it uh, mm. and that is that's something that redmond has been caught out not for goals, but Redmond has been caught out on the fact that he just doesn't he doesn't do his defensive duties, mm. and I think we do we do struggle with that with um, Bufal, Ginepo, and Redmond. They don't like to do the defensive part, and yeah. that's where we sometimes get caught out, especially trying to get out from a corner. It was a corner of free kick, yeah. but it was originally, wasn't it? Yeah, it was corner. Cool, um, yeah. And the second goal, Bednarek doesn't step up. And Benderek pays three Newcastle players on side. Mm-hmm. And if Benderek would have just stepped up with a the line, then um, he we, they would have been caught off offside. And I don't actually know where that player came from. Was there anyone around him that was meant to be marking him? So no, there was three. There was three at the back stick. I think that just yeah. didn't didn't have anyone on them. 
Mm. But that's because they were expecting everyone to step up at the same time. Yeah. But with Ben and Rick lagging behind, like, I I wouldn't say it's any of their faults because they've done the right thing. They've all stepped up. Ben yeah. and Rick hasn't stepped up fully and he placed three players on side. There were two Newcastle players that could have stuck Ben in the back of the net. Yeah. So. Okay. So one thing I did want to try, I mentioned to you guys a bit earlier. Should we, should we watch the highlights quickly and just kind of between each play? And obviously we can't play the highlights because we'll get copyright strikes like that but and it's a podcast as well so yeah exactly <laughs> so that doesn't really work but Sorry. if we kind of watch them at the same time and walk, uh, kind of talk through them straight after it might give us a few more to- like talking cues to kind of go through it yeah because we kind of go through quadrilonic chronologically normally but with the with the visual <laughs> thing it might uh I, might give like us a bit more so <laughs> so drop if you your volume, go, boys. go through with us as well go yeah well get, okay so get another bit of I, apparatus yeah <laughs> okay right boys it's... 17 seconds boys <laughs> 17 seconds okay, 17 right. that's already the first chance gone yeah. yeah exactly is that what we're talking about the chance i'm, I'm on no, but like walk, walk through it as we see it now jamie wants to sprint no, I'm saying if you stop at, se- stop at 17 seconds, it's the first chance of Adrian Redwood's goal. What best, sorry. Sure, go for it. You it's do just, that. It's just a marking point. It's just a marking point for viewers. Listen, <laughs> listen it's a mark at. So, yeah. okay. try and mug me off. Yeah, the, the chance has gone, Jamie, by 17 seconds, mate. But then the thing is, Jamie... Is it? Said, no, oh my day. Jamie, If you stop Jamie. at 17 seconds, then it goes on to the next time, like, straight away after that. <laughs> the thing is, Jamie, you've said that. Yeah, you've not even said what highlights package we're going to have. So they might be on a completely yeah. different one. Okay, yeah, <laughs> so. that's true. We're using the Sky Sports one, just go on YouTube, search it in. So if I press it, if press play, in, and when I say go, just press play. Is that cool? Yeah. Right, three, two, one, press play. Gosh. Okay. Oh, right. Well, that is a great animation to start with. <laughs> it really okay. is. Okay. So we're starting off here. It's, um, is it Gineppo? No, no, Redmond, sorry. No, Red, Redmond's darted through. And, um, yeah, should we stop it there quickly? Um, should we stop so at 17, 17 seconds? 17, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 17 seconds, yeah. So we've just had Redmond there go through on goal, like we do, using the pressing style, and, um, yeah, going through on goal, pretty much a one-on-one, we say, and um, yeah. gone for, gone through uh, bottom. I think he's trying to go through the keeper's leg, possibly, now. I'm not, I'm not too he's, sure. He's trying, he's, no, he's trying to catch the keeper out of the near post. Yeah. That's that what he's trying to do. And it, all, it nearly comes off. If he lifts the ball a little bit higher, yeah. that's going in. But he does he does really well to cut the ball out, mm. stuff it through the defender's leg, one on one, and it just needed a little bit more composure, and yeah, we would have gone ahead. So that's a sign of his confidence. Do you think five months ago, do you think he would have finished that off? Probably, yeah. yeah. I think it's quite because he's still quite far out at that point, and yeah. Rafka does really well to come literally right onto the edge of his box. So if he needs to, he can still use his hands, but cuts that shooting angle right down from Redmond. Until the fact where it almost have to become a lob if he wants to, you know, he's come that far out and Redmond's had to take it quickly. Tried to go around, around but it. it's it's quite it's quite far out. Um, yeah, I'm not. I can't. I can't see quite far out. But it he, is. He could have. He could have um, taken the ball further on as well. Yeah, yeah. He but the, that that is down to confidence. If you're in the if you're in the confidence of your life, you try and take that around the goalkeeper. Yeah, it's true. Because because he's low on confidence, he just wants to get the shot away. Because yeah. he knows that he's got a man coming on the right of him, so that oh, that's the thing. He's he's tried to have a shot. He's not unconfident. If the ball goes in, like if De doesn't make himself big, that goes in. But yeah, okay, right. Should we go again? Where, 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 target. We, where are we stopping at this time, or should we just call it? Just, just, just keep going. Just keep. Just okay. keep going. Right. So 
go then, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's War Prowse's corner into the box. And it's do you think do you think Reds has got to do or Bednarek's got to do better there? Or because the problem is like with Redsman, that's a good that's a good strike, but it's still quite central. Yeah. It's gone it um yeah, so I've just stopped it after the uh, the chance got a Steve Bruce on the screen now. Um <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good chance by Redman. It's a decent connection. Again, it's it's you gotta remember Bradford's a good keeper. Yeah, he's a good keeper. What you've got there is, and again, it might be a little bit of low confidence. Um, Redmond's what seven, eight yards out. Um, mm. Ball comes across. He's hit it hard, so he's got a good connection on it. But where it is, it's kind of head height for De Bruyne. So the arms are only just coming up and putting it, parrying it back. If that goes across the floor and a little deflection or a break of sight for De Bruyne, it might make it a lot, a lot more difficult. Or again, if it's close to the corners, it's going to make it more difficult. But I don't think he had much time because the ball came in quite quick. Yeah. So he did it. He did it first time on the volley. So yeah. like you, not much, on, at, not, that, at that, that point, you're just much. trying to get it on target. Yeah. You're not, yeah. you're yeah. not like. And to be and fair, Ben, ben should be doing better. He should be more composed. Like mm. just having a rash hit. I know he's a centre back, but just having a rash shot. Yeah. That goes nowhere near the goal. Like, yeah. That is. Just a little cool. bit. Just snatching at it a little bit and kind of. Um, yeah, just uh, fluffing his lines a little bit, um, but you can't, you know, you can't uh, have a go too much. That we're, we're we're mounting a bit of pressure now, so um, should we go for on from Steve Bruce? So yeah, go now. So got <laughs> got a picture of Steve Bruce looking quite nervous there. To be fair, balls obviously come over across the stop, uh, top. Danny Ings in the box, pressure, but Brillet does brilliantly to dispatch it so um celebrates and giving it to the Newcastle fans there a bit there there must have um, been one that would have yeah so just facing. looking at the replay now Stevens come across brilliant ball their defender just lets it go Danny Ings picks it up in front of his man kind of waits a little bit if we just stop it there um waits a little bit for his man almost to catch up with him but it gives him enough time to break his stride and put yeah. him in the corner obviously he's in brilliant form um and a good ball from Stevens as well he's kind of tested there I think he was looking for Shane Long initially but the uh, it's kind of gone over a bit. bit. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, the defender had to make a decision. He either had to get up for it and clear it, or let it run and have the uh, you know the um, it's either keeper to clear it or defender to make it. Danny Ings has beaten his man. Uh, very close to if he was offside or onside. Um, I'm not sure if I think he I think he he must have been offside uh, onside. Sorry, obviously he, he oh, would have been it would have been checked, wouldn't he? Yeah. Sides, so. yeah. But yeah, did really well. No, again. they just decided not to check that one. <laughs> just didn't decide to check. Yeah, so it, he's uh, he's the right side of his defender, gone through on goal. Um, that close control when putting it in the corner is obviously why Danny Ings has done brilliantly this season. Um, stayed in good fitness and put it in the back of the net. So we're 1-0 up at the moment. Things are looking good so far. Um, oh, man. Right, so play again then, yeah? yeah? So just watch another replay of Danny Ings putting it bot corner. Shane Long on the run now. Shane Long. Good ball to Cedric. Hits it early again, kind of dead centre. Where do you the think corner. Cedric should? Do you think Cedric should put it back across the box because he's got Let's options? At, he's got options at that far post. Yeah, Danny is... Ings. Yeah, just stop it here before yeah. the Shelby free kick. Um, yeah, it's it, if he, I think Cedric does have that tendency sometimes to panic in the final third, in the mm. fact that we saw it. Um, we saw it in the closing stages of the which game was it now? Um, Oh, Norwich. Norwich game, panicking last final third of, of um, 
and squaring it to who do you, who do you have that chance to square it to to um, Obafemi against Arsenal. Yeah, against Arsenal. So again, we're seeing those kind of issues. Norwich just punting the ball in the in the final third to try and force something. Um, didn't square it to Obafemi, and in that situation again, he's got his head down. He's got onto the ball, but gets that head up and look across goal. You know. Uh, how you imagine Man City get there all their goals? It's going across the box and back post, and again another scoring opportunity for us, and that completely changes the game now, doesn't it? If you think we're two 0 at that point, that yeah. could totally change the game. Okay. However, um, I, I've, there was a lot of complaints last season, like especially under Hughes, where we would not get shots away, mm. and we'd, we'd yeah. have an opportunity to shoot. And then we'd slow it down and then pass it along the box and then there would be no chances to shoot and we'd lose the ball. So maybe Ralph said to them, if you get an opportunity, have a shot. Like, because yeah. you might catch the keeper out. Because to be fair, he's hit it first time. He's hit it hard. He's hit it at the near post. So he's tried to catch the rapper out. Yeah. And like, maybe he has been told to shoot. Like, I know you need a little bit of composure and you probably could have taken it a little bit further into the box. But... Uh, he he yeah. had a chance. You he could have had a, it. He hit the target. Jan Valerie versus Man United situation, couldn't you? Yeah. I mean, everyone. Yeah. Go on, yeah I, 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 to be fair, I agree with Mike in the fact that I guess I guess you can't have it both ways. I guess you can't say pass it around, pass it around to make sure you get a good chance, or at least like pass it there, or just have a shot first time. Otherwise, you won't get the chance. So, yeah, I think I think that's fair enough. It's just it's just the amount of that because we were sort of outnumbering them in that situation. That's the sort of that's where I thought that's where he's got to have a better decision making. But yeah, I can okay. understand where he's coming from. Right, so Shelby free kick if we press play now. Um, so yeah, ball's coming in the box. It's kind of floated into the back post. Shane Long does well to win it against Carroll. Um, but obviously, kind of closing him down. Ball goes back into the box. Shelby unmarked. Redmond kind of stays off his man. And it's gone obviously in the back of the net. Uh, we'll just pause that there while Shelby's doing his celebration. Um I think one thing that doesn't get picked up on that highlight is how we actually gave the foul away in the first place. I don't know if you guys remember it, but it was Cedric not actually going for a header, trying to do a kung fu kick to try and get it out, and it ends up being a, a high oh, kick a in that situation. Boot, isn't it? Yeah. it was a high boot, yeah. So again, <laughs> it's in that build-up, Cedric's has been caught out and has had to make a kind of last-ditch overhead kick to try and get to the ball, and the Newcastle player's been brave enough to put his face on the line and... Um, try and win the header so we give away the free kick in that situation we know what Shelby's like uh, in uh, dead ball situations we know he's going to put a good cross in he kind of uh, floats it in and Shane Long does well to clear it obviously against Carroll who's a very good aerial threat but with Shane Long winning it he kind of overexerts himself and means by the time he's set and ready to close Carroll down the ball's already in the in the uh, box and Shelby probably possibly from the free kick hasn't been directly picked up from someone and he's he, was, a, he, well, he was being marked, but he was being marked by Redmond, and Redmond just Redmond let, him, let go. him go. Yeah, now, uh, yeah, I guess that. Yeah, that's 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 what happened. Redmond's let him go, and McCarthy's just kind of stayed rooted, possibly because he wasn't expecting it. But he kind of expects something. I, I was surprised the fact that he didn't move at all. Yeah, well, I didn't think it was a, a bullet header, and I didn't think it was too close for him to not have a particular reaction. It just looked like Shelby makes connection and McCarthy's just looking at it going in the back of the net. Do you think he could have made a bit more of a 
a save there, or was it nothing you can really do? No, I don't think there was a lot you no. could do about it. It's, it's very precise header, so it's very good finishing for him, yeah. to be fair. I think it's just, it's it's just, just left him rooted. It's just, yeah, it's one of those ones, as a goalkeeper myself sometimes, <laughs> when, it, when, it goes, when, it goes, when it goes into the corner, you can't really do much about it. Yeah. I was having the excuse. Oh, man, you throw me off guard there with you claiming yourself as a keeper. Um <laughs> Yeah. Well, he's not. He's not lying. He has been in goal. Whether yeah, he has been, been in goal, like, that, that's oh, another man. question. But... Ali oh. Dia did play for us. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's, they are statements that are technically correct. Yeah. Um, so then, how has the the whole balance of the game kind of changed now? We were talking how we. I think nerves started to. I mean, I think. For me personally, I was feeling nervous, um, and I think the obviously the reaction in the uh, stadium changed. Newcastle are thinking they do have a chance now, but Southampton still confident that we can try and get something from Newcastle, who are still a little bit shaky at the back. Um, should we go on to the next highlight, or do you want to talk about how your kind of feelings felt at this point once we conceded? I, I was just. I, I'd like to say Andy Carroll changed the game today. He like mm. put put Andy Carroll on there. Jolinton offered very little to nothing at all. Mm. Um, and Carroll coming on, he offered a lot more than what Jolinton was doing. And he got, he was the one who put the ball into the box for Shelby to uh, finish off. But I, I still think we're a little bit troubled with balls into the box. I don't, I don't know about you, but it, it still feels like it's a little bit troubling. And uh, I would have liked to see, even if we didn't go far at the back, I'd like to see Vestergaard come on. Because Vestergaard, as much as, probably he gets done for pace. He has helped with the balls into the yeah. box. And he is a presence in there. So I'd like to see I would have liked to see Vestergaard come on like man Mark Carroll and just cause him problems. Because yeah. it was it definitely did change the game Carroll bringing on and I would have liked to see Vestergaard because we only used two of our substitutes as well. Mm. So Okay. I would like to see investigate. Come on, right? So I'm on. Oh, oh no, can't you. I was going to say, I was going with what Mikey said. To be fair, as long as you've got someone on Alan Saint Maxim or whatever his name is, the problem yeah. is with like they don't have any other quick players. So, I, Carol versus Vestergaard in a pace battle would be very even. It's not like Carol's going to outpace. It's not like Vestergaard's going to outpace Carol. So it would have been a sensible move to be fair, as long as you've got Saint Maxim covered and possibly Armron as well. There's no other pace threats for me in that yeah. Newcastle side. And um, the commentary picked up the fact that Redmond actually got swapped to the right because Maxim was playing very well down at his side. So showing he does possess a threat to uh, our defence. So yeah, it could possibly have been a, an idea to try and uh, fix the balances a bit with an aerial presence like Carroll coming on. But then would have bringing on a centre-back looked defensive again or would you switch like for like and bring off yeah. Stevens? Yeah, like that I, I would have I would have brought off one of Stevens or Bednarek, probably Bednarek, but mm. like Yeah, I, I would have brought off Bednarek mm. in all fairness, but yeah, okay. I, I would have gone five at the back because we were still it was one one, we were still looking yeah. for a goal. Okay, right, so I'm on 142 at the moment. Sorry, Jamie, didn't you have a quick point to make? Or... I did have a point. Go on. It's like Maggie Maker kind of covered it, it's fine. Oh, okay. Well, I'm there we go. So, 142, should we hit play again? Good, good mind thinking like that. We're watching Shelby's celebration here. We'll get a quick replay of what actually happened. Um, again, him doing his stupid goggle celebration. Yeah, or whatever it is. 
Carroll putting Carole. a very good ball in for a, a, a target man like that. Stephen's not winning the <laughs> header, but he kind of moving from a previous man he already had, so you kind of yeah. don't expect him to win it. Obviously, Revan then possibly being the issue. But we're seeing a War Prowse free kick coming in here at the moment. Ball in. Um, Bertrand's How very, very can, close. I, I understand what happened there. Yeah. Quickly watch the replay. Shane Long again winning the flick on. Bertrand just getting underneath it. So if we just pause it there. Getting underneath it and lifting it over the crossbar. Almost like a defensive header for Newcastle yeah. rather than a attacking yeah. one. But again, very unlucky. The fact that if that's in, which you probably expect it to be if that is, it's it's um different game again, isn't it? Well, it's a replay from the Norwich game, basically. And this isn't this isn't Shay Longshock. He's won it fantastically. Yeah, it's it's higher up. It's it's not to his feet. It's not to Burton's foot where he can just tap it in. He should he should be scoring. Don't get me wrong, but it was it's a more difficult chance than first first scene. Uh, I also want to point out um, Jack Stevens has actually fouled in the box. Um, I know he was nowhere near the ball, but Stevens was pulled down. Uh, but yeah. I think Frederico Fernandez as well. So but I don't know. Yeah. Ref didn't pick up on that if it was yeah. just nowhere near the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was rubbish. <laughs> um, no, I saved us a couple of times. Yeah, to be time. fair, I think we're the leaders in the league for points being saved or something. Yeah, aren't they? Um, but yeah, it's a good point. And Shane Long again winning that header and flicking it off right into the right place. Where again, it seems like Bertrand's unmarked. Do you think that's a set piece, or do you reckon that Shane Long using experience to know there should be someone behind him? Because it's twice now that it's it's worked well. Is that uh, something worked on on the training ground, or is it just experience yeah, I, with Shane Long? I think it must be because yeah. I never really seen that before. And the fact that it's happened twice in a week now, it's yeah. not something they're working on. It's just Shane Long's a magician and he knows exactly what. <laughs> Am I? I don't know the exact highlight. I, I remember hearing it on the commentary, but I can't do it exactly. Maybe you two know free even. Um, is it five out of six goals have come from dead balls so far? Yeah. In, yeah, in, uh, yeah. yeah. So it shows obviously there is something there using someone like Will Prowse, who is very good on dead balls, trying to use that for our advantage. Um, so I'm 220 at the moment, so if we hit play again, um, just looking at the. Here we go. So it's Newcastle play, Maxim picking it up, Shane Long doing the marking actually here, Cedric just kind of uh, holding position, good shot from Longstaff, McCarthy parries, and the centre back uh, puts it. Is it centre back? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Celebrations as we go off here. Um, we'll quickly watch the highlight again to see what exactly happened here. Um, we kind of it's just, it's just it a such a bit nothing earlier. shot. I'm surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Benderak a bit slow to uh, yeah. step up, and obviously Bertrand stepped up, so he's kind of just let the man go. He was yeah. probably closest when, if we have a look at that line. So that's the end of the highlights there. But I'm just going to move it right back to that line that we just saw. Um, Maxon comes out, and everyone steps out apart from Benderak, Stevens. And, like that, no one particularly closing down as well. I think it's War Prowse there, so who should kind of be. We're all very set back, so when it does come to the edge, War Prowse should probably be a bit closer to that shot just to make sure it doesn't go on. I, he does rush out, but I don't, Ings is quite deep as well. Yeah, like, all, we have all 11 players back. Ings is probably the one who should be pressing that because he is the striker. Yeah, yeah. um, War Prowse does the pressing for him. I don't know. Wait, is that even. Yeah, it is Ings because Ings came off after the goal, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, and um, stuff as a free shot, and it will be interesting to see if there's an angle that comes out on match of the day which shows McCarthy's view of it. It, it waved around a lot. It had a lot of curve. Yeah. It looks fairly, it looked fairly straight, and um, <laughs> just trying to work out what that noise was. Um, Motorcycle. It, yeah, uh, oh, it works out. 
it started very straight but kind of curved near the end. He kind of hit it across a little bit, which was uh, I think made it a little bit difficult for McCarthy. But just watching back on the replay, it looked like Bertrand and uh, Buffal slightly ball watching, not looking around the man. But um, it is unfortunate the, the that problem, the problem well, with that though is that because they've stepped up, yeah, like they've already got. Like a disadvantage because the Newcastle players are running in behind. They've stepped up, so they're already moving in opposite directions. Yeah. Um. So you can't you can't expect Bertrand and Buffal to try and keep a line and play everyone offside. No. And then be able to turn around in a split second and accelerate and catch up with them running through on goal. Well, you, you'd assume there. I think it might be slight communication as well because it looks like most of the team are stepping up to the 18 yard line, getting that 18 yard line set for the long shot. And it basically means if there's any runners from Newcastle, it should be offside. But a bit of fatigue from Bednarak, just kind of walking up and not, not that you know. It, defensively, you should be having that that burst of pace just as much as the attackers. But it's getting that line sturdy and ready as soon as possible. Yeah. So if it is them stepping up to the 18-yard line, you should have a leader in that defence shouting at everyone 18-yard line, getting them to those 18 yards, setting that line. So if there is any runners, they're off. Or the fact that you are at the 18-yard line and they're on side, meaning your goal side, and you should be able to win that sprint and stop the rebounds. But yeah, that it hasn't happened. Again, a bit of fatigue. And I think I've mentioned it, you may not think so, Mikey, but I think it's a bit of nervy players being nervy about conceding again and uh, Bednarak not being decisive in his decision and the fact that he should be stepping up there. And, uh, I, I, I wouldn't say all decisions are down to nerves. I, th- I think it is just down to fatigue and the fact that he hasn't yeah. he hasn't stepped up. I don't think it's nervousness. Like he he hasn't looked across and seen that there's three men unmarked at the back post. Well, no. that's not what he's done, and he's tried to cover with the nerves of it not being offside. It is fatigue and the fact that he hasn't no. stepped up. He's not concentrating and he hasn't mm. stepped up. That's what. Yeah. And maybe that's just due to the amount of game time that he's had. He's not really had a break since the no. start of the season. He's been our most consistent centre back, and I don't, don't know. Maybe if he needs a rest, play Yoshida or Vestergaard or someone like that. But yeah, yeah. We well, think if it was going to rotate it, I know we've come off the back of two wins, so it might be very difficult to drop him. But if he is flagging, he needs to be honest and and uh, allow someone to come on because you think if he was flagging, it would be a prime time to bring on Vestergaard against Carroll and kind yeah. of equalise that uh, target man threat. Um, but there we go, yeah, that's the kind of highlights we've gone through it. I think it was quite interesting to go through that way rather than just read yeah. text commentary. I think it was a little bit choppy, but I think it, it gives us a better actual insight on commenting on the game because, you know, uh, seeing those highlights, it does make it much easier to see potential issues there rather than just reading it through and recalling from, you know, uh, an hour ago or so. So, yeah, kind of gone through it that way. How did this? How does this kind of affect the team from now on? Kind of reverting back to uh, leading from start and conceding onwards. You know, how do you reckon the morale is going to change from that? I don't think. I well, I like to think it won't go down too much. Because, like I said, we did have a very positive first half. Just we couldn't get our finishing going. It's yeah. just a shame that we got that last minute equaliser. So I think that'll be the main bit of. I don't know how to work the main bit of disappointment from them is that they had that late equaliser once again. I don't want that to affect our mental state from now on for the rest of the season, as we're kind yeah. of known for that team now, conceding the 80th minute onwards. Yeah. My, my sort of thing, it's all for me, it's mostly dependent on 
for me anyway, the Monday night fixture. If West Ham lose to Arsenal, that means if we beat them, then the next fixture will go above them, and that that will give them a mental boost. But if West Ham probably when they do beat Arsenal, my only thing is there that the players are like, well, if we won, if we won, so got a point, then we could have went above them if we beat them at home. But now we're mm. further behind them. But it's mm. it's. They'll take positives from the fact that Norwich weren't able to win despite being in front. They'll take a positive from the fact that uh, Aston Villa lost as well today. So no one, no one really, apart from Everton, which we said in the last podcast or something like that, that won't be down there against us anyway. No one actually picked up points. Like any of our rivals really picked up points from what I can remember. Because you know you've got, you've got Burnley that lost, you've got Everton that lost, Watford only got a point. So yeah. all of our, all of our Norwich lost like against Sheffield United. No today. one's taken a, a step above us or got closer to us. No. So I think they could take a positive from that. And there are a lot of teams kind of falling off now. The fact that um, Villa lost four-one to Leicester, so now <laughs> they're only they're on the same point as us. Admittedly, they've got a bit of a better goal difference, but they're they're on the same us relegation-wise. Uh, three points takes you up to um, three points takes us up to. Um, what is it, 13th, if fixtures go our way? Yeah, 14th. Unless Burnley get battered. Yeah, yeah, Burnley get battered 9-0, then uh, we might have a chance. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just how do you reckon the, again, being in the relegation zone and the chance to go up to, I think at some point when we were winning, we were up to 14th, weren't we? Like you said. Um, how do you reckon uh, coming into a game being in the relegation zone effect. Do you think it makes that much effect or do you reckon they don't look at they don't feel that pressure of the uh, league table? Now, I yeah. don't think it should. Um, if you get to the end of January and we're still in the position that we're in, then yes, it probably will do. Um, but we haven't even got halfway through the season and we're is we're in a I think we're in a better situation than last year because we were a couple of points off of everyone else, weren't we? Like, mm. Out yeah. of the relegation zone, I think we might be four points out of it. Um, but we're level on points with Villa. We're only one point behind Bournemouth and West Ham. Bournemouth haven't won in their last seven. They just lost Nathan Ake as well. Yeah. So, so Bournemouth are going to have a tough yeah. They've got. Time, I think they've got five losses in a row now, haven't they? Yeah. yeah the last. The last. They've been slapped as well. They had was against us at St Mary's, yeah. I think. Yeah. So, uh, Burnley yeah. just lost five nil to Tottenham. I mean, Brighton are currently beating Wolves 2-1, but... 2-all now, I think. Is it 2-all? I think so. Um, yeah, um, Schotter just scored. 2-all now. Decent. Yeah. Yeah. scored um, last time. Thanks. Thanks. Are are you, you... <laughs> <laughs> no, go on, Tess. If he offers me six points from our previous three against our relegation rivals, I probably would have taken it. Out of the two home games, I would have probably taken four points. So to get six and then coming off against a Newcastle team that we never normally do well away from home. It's all about how we play against West Ham, another one of our, our teams that we seem to struggle with, and then against Aston Villa. That's the that's the sort of mentality behind this because if we if we stay on six points out of the next out of the previous two, this one, and then the next two, then it's a bit concerning. But we've still got two more games against people that we're going to battle with for relegation to the end of the season. That's what sort of defines it for me. Yeah. And, I, would um, have also, I would have also taken two home victories over an away victory because it just means that it means that we've now got that sort of almost curse out of the way. 
Yeah. Now we've got two home wins. I've seen us win this year. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, it's, but, and hopefully we'll see. We'll all see him together at the Aston Villa game. When we oh win yeah. Hey. So uh, yeah, that's a good point actually. <laughs> so we're all going to the Villa game. We might try. Should we try and do something while there possibly? Like, I'm gonna I'm, vlog it, a, boys. Do a vlog. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I mean, we've not we had any get content attacked. on the Saints Prime extra uh, account, so oh, you know, we need yeah. to, we need that content. I'm not going to lie, I'm, I may have just used that to be able to do a workaround for one video, but we, we need can to revive just it. Delete, just delete the channel. We're not going to use it. We're not going to use it. No one cares. We could do like a little um, little recording straight after, just a little uh, audio yeah. recording, so our thoughts, maybe at half-time or straight after the game or something. Yeah, Thanks, we could Blader. do that. Oh, yeah, it is. You could do it. You could use your football journalism and get a couple of interviews outside <laughs> the stadium. We could be like... Uh, Try and get like, Ralph on board. Yeah, well, we, we could try and do something. It'd be uh, it'd be nice to have a, an away day and kind of see how we perform away to Villa. Um, is there any other kind of thoughts that you you want to talk about today after the the, the loss? Something stupid, but what's before Aston Villa? What few West Ham at home? Yeah, um, so you've got West Ham on the fifteenth. It's a late kickoff, mm. um, and no. then Villa on the twenty first, Chelsea mm. on the twenty sixth. Yeah. And then who's next after that? I'll quickly end yeah, with Palace. Um, oh, I think Palace, Palace is the twenty eighth at home as well. Right, okay. Right. So um, we do we do uh, answer questions and stuff like that on our previews, but for the reactions, what we've been doing recently is getting your guys' reactions on the at, at Saints Prime. Is that right, Tis? You're the uh, yeah. media dude. Yeah. So I'll quickly run through this. I put this on the uh, Instagram straight after the game to see what your responses were to the game. Um, do you want me to read through a couple of them just to kind of yeah, see? Yeah. There's a there's a few. I'm not going to lie. I I can't read out, but uh, the main man uh, <laughs> Dan Hurst, 96, uh, has come in and said, "Very lackluster. Didn't actually uh, didn't actually much from this seeing. Uh, very okay. Basically, saying very it's a very lackluster performance and disappointed with the actual result. Um, uh, underscore Frank Saunders underscore says that's that's a possible thing there how do you guys think about Cedric's performance do you, I think again he looks yeah, not, very yeah, average he's, just negative. he's a negative he person to have on the team in my opinion I just need to get our fresh legs in the right back unless yeah. you want to play Danso right back you got or, or maybe Yoshiza at the moment well, Valerie, Valerie, Valerie's what you can get with the scores Kay yeah. Ramsey yeah you a chance yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Lions and then we've got a gentleman here, Josh dot uh, JK twenty three. Um, basically talks about selection and that he wasn't happy with the selection. Basically said that Cedric needs to be gone. Apparently, in his words, defender ne- defenders needed in January again. Very popular thing that people say, but it's um, a little bit a little bit controversial in the fact that just can't keep adding defenders. Hopefully, we'll yeah. be able to train the mistakes rather than just keep buying and hoping for mm. new players. And he also says that Buffel has to start now. I think ideally. He probably would have if he was in full fitness, but um, was he used today? Sorry, sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 he's on. yeah. Um, I, I don't think it'd be that substitution actually. I thought you'd get both of them on. Just, on just the fact, the fact that Harry even knows that he was used today shows how little impact on the game he had. Yeah, like it. I, I understand that he can do Very a couple true. of decent flicks and everything like that, but when you can't get into the game, that's when you really miss him. And Gineppo didn't do a good job of getting in the game either. Mm. So. Yeah. It, like, it it wasn't it wasn't like it was a bad substitution. It was a good idea to try and get Booth out on there to inject a little bit more, but he really didn't actually 
do anything, which is quite disappointing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the kind of reactions we've had from uh, the Instagram. Oh, go on, Tis. What's your thoughts? What I was going to say. Do you think she's got a bit of the the Josh Sims syndrome and the fact that he's much better playing at home than playing away from home? So maybe I don't know. He's another option. Speaking yeah. of Josh Sims, why do you think he's not being added into the team as well? I see, I see loads of pictures of him training. How come he's not being into the squad? Is he allowed to? Because he's. I don't know. I was wondering. He might not be registered. Is he, he technically yeah. still on loan until January? Maybe, he might be. No, to be fair. he's not on loan because <laughs> he's back so, here. So I don't know, I don't know um, how it works. Like, well, it takes you on about. Yeah, basically, basically, you have to register players to play, and the next registration to open is in the January, isn't it? Yeah. So maybe first of January we'll be able to register him if Ralph wants him. Um, and then we'll see from there whether he can get into the first team. Know, it'd, be, it'd be possibly good to see if he... Because he's obviously going to have to learn the style as well. Trying to learn exactly what Ralph wants from his, his wingers is going to be a little bit of change of what he's used to. Maybe well, get he his played, up. He played at the end of last season. Yeah, that's true, but I'm saying he's it. He's very instrumental in the Wolves win. But we were playing... You've got to say there was a, a, a variance in style to the end of the season to what we had. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bit of a transition. Well, so. the back. Well, yeah. yeah, so um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he slots in. I think everyone wants to see Sims do well, um, but yeah, I think that's that's one to look out for the future rather than the immediate uh, now at the moment. But yeah, so like I said, we do the questions. Tiz, can you talk through how the questions work on the Instagram? Saints Prime on the Wednesday, usually. I'll yeah. have the questions up so you can pop them in for our, third, oh, our Friday upload preview. This time it's West Ham. Mm-hmm. So it's be a big game. Another yeah. Big game. And uh, also have a look on the at Saints Prime pod, which is on Twitter. Basically, notifications for as soon as the podcast comes out, direct links to your favourite yeah, podcast. Yeah, that's followers. Yeah, we're going for our, Oh, yeah, we've got a couple of times. We're 30 off 100 followers on the Twitter, and we're also trying to go for 2,000 uh, listens on the podcast before the end of the year. So we're, we're getting there, but we do need your help. If you can uh, share it around, if you do enjoy it, if there's people you know who you think will enjoy it, let them have a listen. Share it around, uh, leave some reviews as well. That does really help for people to decide if they do want to listen. The first thing people would go for a review. So if you do enjoy it, if you're a regular listener and you do want to help us out, drop a review and uh, yeah, help us uh, get the podcast out. So uh, thank you very much for listening and we'll see you for the West Ham preview. It's been me, Ollie. I've also been joined by Harry. Harry. Also been joined oh, by Jamie. Come on. Uh, <laughs> That's an order. <laughs> We've always done that. It hasn't changed. He says Ollie, then it's the most important, then it's the first oh. most important, then it's the third. Oh. Okay. Thanks, <laughs> Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.